So, hi everyone and welcome to the Fit Freedom Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Jade Jocelyn, who is a social media influencer, as they say. She's also a bikini competitor and she is the owner of the best accent in the fitness industry. Oh my God, I love you even more now. (laughs) I just love your accent. You should be on podcasts more often. Well, I'll come on your podcast anytime, but thank you so much for having me. No problem. So, Jade, I just wanted... To give people a little bit of insight into you, what is your journey? Not your whole life story. I don't, <laughs> I don't think people care what you weighed at birth, but can you give a little bit of an intro into yourself, please? Of course. So I grew up dancing. I was always really, really active, but I was never fit. Um, it was quite funny because um, my friends used to joke that I was like, I was the one who would avoid like PE, avoid any forms of fitness. Mm-hmm. But I did love dancing and I actually planned on being a professional dancer. And um, when I was 16, I went into full-time dance education mm-hmm. and true going into full-time dance education, obviously um, it's very strenuous on the body. And I definitely didn't nourish my body or myself the way I should have. Mm-hmm. And I went to be a professional dancer kind of after college and that was when I fell in love with healthy eating and looking after my body and then kind of fell in love with the gym um, because, you know, if you don't look after yourself, you, you, you'll never have a happy life and that's what yeah. I learned through my dance education and stuff because obviously, like yourself, I struggled um, with my eating and it was just the fitness kind of showed me that you can be strong and you can be healthy because the only way you're going to progress in the gym or with your fitness is if you look after yourself. And it was the first time I started looking after myself. Um, But that's, that's kind of what, like was a dancer kind of fell, fell off the path and then fitness kind of found me and I found myself. Yeah. Wow. So when you were dancing, did you find that you just weren't eating enough to compensate for the amount of activity you were doing? Is that how I, eating disordered eating started? Or was yeah, it a longer thing? I think it was a lot of pressure. Um, you know, in, in it's a very competitive industry. Anyone who does any sports or dance or anything like that, they know it's a competitive industry. And so you kind of want to be the best. And, yeah. and so I got very fixated on, um, you know, being smaller because if I thought if I would be smaller, I would um, be better. You know what I mean? I'd be kind yeah. of, especially in ballet and things like that and I definitely definitely was not eating the right kind of food because I had no I had no knowledge of nutrition I was never taught what the right or wrong foods were to eat but all I cared about was um just being a small skinny dancer And, and and I think that is very hard and I think once you kind of get educated on the foods that you should be eating like there's no reason that you can't be a successful dancer and look after yourself at the same time. But unfortunately, I didn't look after myself, which then led me to um, struggling with eating. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally, I was kind of in a similar situation. Uh, people don't know this, but I was playing football for Stoke City. And at the yeah. time, it was a lot of activity, but then I would rush and so I wouldn't eat enough. Yeah. So having a calorie imbalance for some people just tips people into disordered eating. So. I think it's a lot of common situation like yourself and especially in dancers who want to, they think that ballerinas or people like that have to be incredibly skinny, which isn't always the case. 
Yeah. And you know, it's quite hard, even if someone isn't fixated on their weight, like you, for example, you were just so busy and so active all the time. If you're under eating, it has such a knock on effect yeah. on your mental health, yeah. because if you're not giving your body the nutrients and vitamins it needs, like mentally, you're not, you're never going to be in a good place or physically, you're going to completely feel worn out and tired, which then you can kind of just is that knock on effect. And that's how I feel like eating disorders and things develop. Mm -hmm. Did you suffer any hormonal issues when you were, during your eating disorder, menstrual cycle amenorrhea? Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's something I've always tried to be very open with on social media because I feel like so many people shy away from talking about it. But actually what I've learned through sharing my journey and sharing stuff on social media is that when you open up and talk about things, it can help people. Yeah. Oh, sorry, wait, hold on, there's a siren. Can you hear it? Yeah, living in London, you see? Living in London, hold on, let's wait. Let me, let me okay so, so I just feel like with social media when you actually open up and talk about things it, it can help someone and so when I was dancing I am just really really active in general I def I lost my period and it you know what no one no one educated me on it you know what I mean so that's why I think I'm so passionate now about trying to help others and show people that there is another side and there is yeah. like it, it's everyone's on a different journey and although you might be in a place right now that might not be where you want to be there's no reason that you can't get to where you want to be exactly and i think that especially when it comes to competing people think oh i've lost my period that's absolutely normal and fine we yeah. don't worry about it when that's not exactly the case it's obviously showing that your hormones are off exactly it's being kind of preparing for the worst like knowing that it could potentially happen but knowing that you have control to you know, um, limit as much damage as possible. Obviously people, if you're a competitor and you're listening, like getting lean, there is risks of hormonal imbalances, but you need to prioritize and be proactive at looking at looking after your hormones as much as you can. For example, getting regular blood work done to check your hormone levels, eating a lot of, for me, I always include salmon in my diet. I take my omega-3s, I take my vitamins. I do what I can yeah. to look after my hormones so that I don't end up um, damaging myself more than I, I potentially should. You know what I mean? Yeah. So can we talk about a bit about your competing journey? And does, yeah. Like, how did you get from dancing and then get into fitness and then, because it's kind of not, you don't, people don't go into the gym and just think, actually, I'm going to do a bikini competition, do they? So how did you get into it? <laughs> and it's such a funny story because for anyone, I would always recommend before you decide to do a bikini competition or any kind of fit, like powerlifting, anything, you should 100% have training behind you. <laughs> for me, yeah. it was the opposite. I, you know, I was so lost. I had just had um, treatment for bulimia at an eating disorder clinic. Mm. I I kind of come out the other side and I didn't feel, at the time, I didn't feel 100% fixed, I guess I would say. And mm -hmm. I, I was working out, I was kind of getting into fitness, but I wasn't going to the gym. I was going to like fitness classes and just yeah. find myself a little bit in life. And my manager at the time in work was a professional bodybuilder. Wow. And she was so passionate and so dedicated to looking after her body. She would prep all her meals. They were so nutritious. They were so healthy. She prioritized her health more than anything. And I had never prioritized myself or prioritized my health or, or really gave a shit about what I was eating. Yeah. Like I, I was in that very, I had just come out of that very destructive cycle yeah. that you get into. And I saw her and saw the, just the passion she had. And I said, I want that. 
and yeah. I, I want to care about my body the way she cares about her body mm-hmm. um, and so she inspired me to go and join a gym and so I joined a gym and I thought well the only way I'm going to stick at this is if I have an end goal yeah. and this was this was in like um, say March time and so I said I'm going to enter a bodybuilding competition and I entered one for November and so wow, I said so it's such a short time and so I said, right, if the, the show's in November, it means I have to go to the gym. And so that's what I did. I just started wow. going to the gym every day because I had this end goal. And I think that's a really important thing for anyone. If it's competing, if it's getting better, anything like that, the end goal, you should always have a goal. And so it gave me something to work towards. Right. And that was my first competition. And that was in 2016. And the day after the competition, I was stood in work and I had been bitten by the competition bug. <laughs> and I jumped on the computer and I found two more shows the next weekend and the weekend after. Wow. And I just decided to go for it and enter them. I told absolutely no one. Nobody came and watched me. I just went for myself because I wanted to see if I actually wanted to do something like this and if yeah. I really enjoyed it. And honestly, it was that was the best thing I ever did. It probably wasn't the smartest thing, but <laughs> I found... I all right for you in the end. Yeah, and then I took 2017 off because, you know, you need to... Right. Girls got to put on some muscle. Yeah. And then in 2018, I did eight IFBB Pro League shows. And I bet you were tired when you went to LA then after those eight. <laughs> Do you know what? I never planned on doing eight. And this is the thing. You can never plan for things like that because you don't know how you're going to feel after a prep you don't know what your body's going to respond and so it's one of those things that I just kept on feeling better and better every show and it was like after show number five I was like yep I'm gonna take a break for like at least six months I went on holidays I went on two holidays actually all-inclusive buffets you name it and I came back and I was lighter I was fitter, I was healthier, I was happier. And so I, did, I ended up doing three more shows by the end of 2018, which- It's amazing what a relaxation and like less cortisol can do then. Oh my God, I was eating dessert at the buffet. Like there's no way I should have, like should have lost weight, but I was just so relaxed, so chilled. Came back off the holidays and I was like, I, I can do more shows, I'm feeling good. And I listened to my body and this is the thing, if you're, if you're doing shows, you're doing a little season, you might have done two or three. And if your body is telling you, you need to stop, like you need to respect it. Yeah. But if you feel fire, don't listen to the people around you that are telling you don't do too much. Like listen to yourself and, and do it. But yeah, I love competing. <laughs> so, cause you, I, going back to the st- your start of your competing, you just come out of a, like an eating disorder treatment. When you tell, told people that you were going to do a competition, did people think, that it was a continuation of an eating disorder? Like, did your family support you or, or was there any issues? I think this is the thing, especially with like on social media and things like this, people associate bikini um, competitions and bikini prep diets and that as a restrictive thing. Yeah. What they don't realize is it's actually a structured thing. Yeah. And for someone who has had um, an eating disorder or bulimia or anorexia, one of the big things they lack is structure and so I always say that bikini prep saved my life yeah because it taught me how to have structure to my diet I obviously I suffered with bulimia and so I would just obviously 
just overeat. And what bikini prep, what the prep did for me, it was it taught me to eat regular meals, regular portions, not overeat, not undereat. And so after I had been prepping for a little while, it just became normal for me to eat breakfast, lunch, a snack, dinner, you know, eat regular meals. And I never felt the need to binge or to purge because yeah. I was fueling my body the way, like the way it deserved to be fueled. Yeah. And it, it was in a monitored calorie deficit. So although yes, I was in some way restricting my diet because I was, I was prepping, yeah. I was actually, it, I was probably looking after my body more than I had ever looked after it. And through, through following a meal plan and through structure, I then learned how to eat like an adult, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> I totally agree. I definitely feel, because myself, I, um, when I got, because I obviously was at a very low weight and I worked my way up and I didn't, I went to the gym occasionally, but it wasn't until I went back into a restrictive way and then I found bodybuilding and thought I need to eat to fuel myself to get better yes. so I, I knew I had to put weight on and that's the thing that scares people is putting that weight on or eating a certain amount of calories like my calories got scary but I had to do it because I had a goal and I think that that's ex like as you said that your prep can save you if you do it well because it's, it's, how, it's how people bad. approach it if you're telling yeah. yourself you're on a restricted diet you're going to feel restricted yeah. at no way through I lost 10 kilos last year from my bikini prep and at no, no time did I feel restricted because my mental attitude towards a bikini prep diet wasn't restriction. It was just a different structure. It was a different yeah. meal plan. And, and when you, if you think, oh, I'm in a calorie deficit, like mm -hmm. it, it's going to be a negative thing. I never thought about my calories being low. I just thought about my goal, which was bikini prep, eating yeah. in accordance to that, but yeah. also looking after my body the best that I could, like I said. And I, do you know what? It was funny. Um, at the start of my bikini prep last year, I had a health check done mm -hmm. and I had like my VO2 max tested, like um, my blood pressure, all that. And then I had it done at the end. And actually through my bikini prep, through being in a calorie deficit, even though like I wasn't maybe giving my body as much as it needed at times, yeah. I became fitter. Um, my cholesterol was lower. Like um, everything on the health check was better by the end of it, which goes to show you can do a bikini prep in a healthy way. You know what I mean? It I has to be positive. Well, I think as well, it's important for people to, to know how you came out of it because I, a lot of people they've they've been in a calorie deficit and they've got to their goal of getting on stage but then they struggle to not carry on and get yeah so how did you deal with reversing and gaining weight and losing that con not control but yeah know, letting go a little bit go, yeah I think we'll take it back to 2016 so it I went from being this girl who had a very destructive relationship with food and with her body. And I, I was, wasn't happy with my weight. I was the heaviest I'd ever been, even though I had an eating disorder, which people don't realize sometimes. Yeah. And then I went from that girl to being the smallest I had been in such a long time because of bikini prep. And I think it was showing myself that I could lose the weight to start off with and could get in the best shape at that current time. If, if I could do that, there was no reason I couldn't do it again. And yeah. in 2017, I kind of went back to just 
living a bit more of a balanced lifestyle, like not on prep because I didn't have any goal of competing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it came around to prepping again in 2018, at the start, I was a little bit, I guess, not worried. I was a little bit nervous because I questioned myself and my ability. And I said, am I going to be able to get in shape again? Am I, am I actually going to be able to get lean again? Because do you know what? I didn't know. I had yeah. never, I had never lost weight, gained weight, and then lost it again, like for another prep. Yeah. But I just trusted myself. And the thing that you can do is put in the work every single day. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I got lean again. And then guess what? I'm now in a really confident and comfortable position that I'm so confident with putting on weight and putting on muscle. And that's my goal at the minute. So I I know if I can get lean twice, there's no reason I can't get lean again when I need to, but you have to look at your current goal. And if your current goal is to put on muscle, if your current goal is to get on stronger, you can't then try and stay lean because you're not doing yourself justice and you're not, you're never going to achieve the goal. And you know this yourself because you've had to get uncomfortable and, you know, take a risk and put on a bit of weight and eat more food to, to reach that goal. So straight after my eighth show of 2018, I said, right, what's my goal It's to put on muscle. What is the judges feedback? It's to put on muscle. How am I going to put on muscle eating a calorie surplus? Okay, cool. And I have no problem. Like I'm really confident and comfortable with where I'm at, even though let's say two months ago, I was a lot leaner, but so what? If I want to get lean in six months, I know I can Mm -hmm. and anyone can. That's the thing. Anyone can do it. It's just Mm going to take a lot of hard work. (laughs) So if a girl girl or guy with an eating disorder wants to think, they've heard this and want to get into fitness, do you have any like tips or what do you suggest they do? How do they get over their fear of going in or how do they get over their fear that if they start exercising they'll just be addicted to the exercise yeah I think it definitely is something people struggle with because I've had a lot of girls and like you said guys reach out and express that concern you know what I mean I think it's finding a routine that's sustainable and also just sharing your goal with people around you that can hold you accountable but also keep you in check yeah if you're not telling anyone that you you know you want to get into fitness and you're just going to the gym and then you get addicted to going it's like then you can fall into a vicious cycle whereas if you have a best friend and you say okay we're going to do this together this is my goal i want to get into fitness and then you agree with that friend to go four times a week together you know you've got that person holding you accountable and or say a parent or someone around you that you know who can share that goal with you mm-hmm. because I think a goal goals are amazing and I'm, I'm so for goal setting but mm-hmm. being able to share them and and like have people support you I think that would be a really yeah. big step for someone who maybe is a little bit nervous you know maybe they are scared they're going to get addicted yeah. tell someone like, share that like share that angst and that worry say you know I don't want to fall down that hole again I want to get better I want to get fit can you yeah. make sure I don't go too much or go too little you know what I mean I yeah. think that would be one thing that would, yeah, that would that's, that's a, a brilliant point I think bringing it, people into what you into your life and allowing them to t- to talk into people is so important because it can help if you feel down or something if you talk to somebody reach out then it will help and like you need to chat to people you need to talk and so if anybody's just joined back we are had some technical issues but we're all good now so <laughs> We were just talking about 
getting into fitness and how you should um, tell a friend if you've got an eating disorder that you want to get into the gym and steps to getting into the gym. How I have people contact me regularly and say they've been in the gym for a while and they've seen their body change and they're not sure if they like it or they don't know what to do about it. Have you ever, have you had any issues with that? Because you have been from very uh, prep body to an off season body. How have you got over the, the relationship with your body? I think a really great thing that you can do is um, take progress pictures and use them as like motivation um, or, you know, you know, just little, like maybe you could record your measurements, say for your example, if you want to build your booty, measuring your glutes and using that as like a motivation. Yeah. Um, so every month or so, you know, take that glute measurement, see if it's grown anymore, because that's going to get you so excited yeah. about like, see, when you see progress, it's honestly the most amazing things and that's what's going to keep you going on your journey you know you could be a runner you could be doing bikini prep whatever your goal is the progression is what's going to motivate you and it's going to keep you just so inspired and just dedicated to whatever it is you are dedicating yourself to so I think um taking progress pictures is a really great way because yes I was smaller in theory let's say when I was on bikini prep but I compare my my photo of me now to that photo and rather than looking at my body and saying oh I'm I'm heavier now I'm looking at things like my shoulders and I'm like wow my shoulders are are so much better now than they were when I was on bikini prep right and then or I compare my bikini prep super lean bod from 2018 to my bikini prep bod from 2016 and you know it's that progression that that's the thing it's like weight it fluctuates you're going to be bigger sometimes you're going to be smaller sometimes but it's looking at those small little goals like building your shoulders or you know tightening up your waist you know whatever the goal is and and using that as a as a little kind of thing a progressive motivation another goal of yours yeah yeah goals because although like although yes I was leaner in 2018 because that was important for my goal at the time now the pictures that I'm taking for progress pictures I'm excited about changes that I'm making of looking bigger which is the complete opposite to bikini prep when really you're trying to be smaller um so it's I think yeah I think for someone if you're you're nervous about your body changing it's like there's nothing wrong with wanting to change your body so long as you're doing it in a positive way if you're trying to change your body and you're destructive with it Um, and unhealthy that's the problem but there's no reason if you want to lose weight that's fine but do it in a smart sustainable way there's nothing wrong with wanting to be fitter or smaller so long as you're not being negative and and doing it because you you hate yourself you're doing it because you love yourself right is it hard for you with being such a like you're sort of in the public eye so then you have people commenting on your your physique because you, you you're open with your physique you post physique updates you do hauls you do things like that is it difficult and do you have to do you have you built like an out a shell or a wall to to get rid of the negative comments do you know what i i think no matter even if you've got 10 followers or a hundred thousand followers there's always going to be people around you that are are going to thrust their opinions on you regardless of if you want or not and this could be something as simple as like a family member giving their opinion on your body and it never feels any different if it's from a stranger or if it's from someone I know it can be quite hard 
and and people listening will understand this you know oh you've lost weight oh you've gained weight oh your face is fuller it's mm-hmm. and it's like it it can it, you know what it still bothers me now I'm never gonna say it doesn't because you know I just I'm one of those people that's like if you don't have something positive to say yeah. why are you saying it yeah. or it's just sometimes people voice their opinions and it's kind of like why I'm like I didn't ask for that opinion keep that to yourself hun. um yeah. but the, the hard thing is on social media I suppose is everyone thinks their opinion is right and it's like uh, I don't they just know love their own opinion don't they <laughs> yeah. and I think you just kind of have to I kind of just don't let it get to me now if someone says something it's it says more about them than it does about me people love to tell me that they preferred me when I was bigger they preferred me when I was smaller and And I prefer not to have your opinion yeah and that's literally what I say and I think if you're in this position where you like say you have a family member or a friend just like I don't know maybe they don't even realize they're doing it you just have to be so strong um, in yourself and where you're at that you don't let those things bother you because if people tell me oh you've gained weight or whatever it's like yeah cool I know I'm 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 trying to what's Mm -hmm. your point Or, or if someone says you're too lean, you're too skinny. It's like, yeah, yeah, I know I'm on bikini prep, but the, the, I'm, I'm lean for a reason. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's like mm-hmm. being confident in your choices and in your actions that people's opinions then don't matter. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I just, sometimes they make me laugh. Yeah, I do <laughs> scroll sometimes through your people's comments and I'm like, oh, that's a bit strange. Oh my, yeah. do you know, and it's not even some of that, you know, people think, oh, people will say, well, you put yourself on social media, you should expect it and it's like well I was in the gym the other day and I had a guy who sees who trains regularly tell me my face looks fuller and I was yeah I I get it all the time in like in school or in college and people say to me oh you look a bit different or you've put a bit of weight on haven't you Fran uh yeah cheers thanks for that (laughs) I appreciate that I'm like I'm like why why are you telling me you know I mean it's just it's just funny I think that that people I don't know would do that because for me personally I would never go up to someone on the street and be like you look fat (laughs) and it's funny how on social media people will be so quick to tell you you look skinny but you would never walk up to someone on the street and say it to them in person really no and so I do I think I definitely have gotten a lot stronger Mm -hmm. um just through being on social media but I think for anyone listening like the main thing you can take from it because they might not be on social or whatever it's just if you've got someone around you um maybe just voice it say you know what I don't like when you comment on my weight yeah I, I don't I don't like that you know take ownership of how you feel and just say you know I would prefer if you don't comment on it and just just be honest I think with anything if you're honest people will respect that yeah so if, if you might have a, a friend or a family member and they might continuously make little comments they might not realize they're doing it but if you say hey listen I love you but I don't love when you say that to me mm-hmm. they might check themselves and they might might stop that you know what yeah. I mean oh yeah definitely agree so how about social media how did you grow your social media if somebody wants to say they're a girl and they just want to get a few more followers and get their word out about themselves how did you how did you start your youtube really or your your instagram well what it was is i was um working in a like a healthy juicy juice bar cafe and there was bloggers all the time coming in and working in on their laptops in there 
And I had followed a few girls who were um, into fitness because I was using them as like inspos, I guess, like to get yeah. fit and to get healthy. Because at the time I was just trying to find my way. And so I created an Instagram for myself, like a lot of people are doing now. And I just started sharing my journey. And I think when you're just sharing you and you're doing you, people will be attracted to you for their own reasons. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can connect to people who maybe have gone through a similar experience as you and none of us, are, nobody is going to have the same journey. You know yeah. what I mean? But finding people who have, who kind of can understand where you're coming from, like that's how you're going to connect to people. So I would say for people who want to start, maybe you've got an Instagram or something, just be you because yeah. the right people will be attracted to you. And if you are trying to be something you're not, you're going to attract the wrong people and you don't want those people in your circle. You know what I mean? You want people around you who are supportive and motivating and who are following you for the right reasons. So if you're trying to please social media or you think posting booty pics is going to get you followers, yeah, it might, but those followers aren't going to be the right kind of followers. If you share your journey and share your hard time, share your struggle, share everything that you've been through, the people who follow you are going to be connected to you and they're going to be there for you. And I think that's the biggest piece of advice I can give because I've fallen down that trap of thinking certain photos or this or that will do better, but it's not authentic and it's not sustainable. If you're constantly trying to keep up appearances and keep up an ego, let me tell you, you're never going to succeed. Yeah. Um, I would rather 1,000 loyal followers than 100,000 weird creepy followers who are there for the wrong reasons yeah 100% so but say to someone just you do you more than anything if you are if you like powerlifting don't pretend to be a booty building bodybuilder just to get some followers If if you you know if you like eating a certain way share that because people who like eating that way will follow you for that and then you're going to create a very loyal engaged audience and the more engaged your audience is the more your profile is going to grow um so that was kind of how I started doing it I just started sharing my journey and then I wanted for my YouTube which I love YouTube because you can really connect to people on it I am I don't know why I started it I didn't watch YouTubers at the time I just was going through my own journey and going like we all do and I just wanted to share it and document it and so I just bought a camera and I just started sharing my first bikini prep. I never set out to try and be a YouTuber or or do anything like that. I just wanted to share it. I just wanted to, you know, not feel like I was so alone because, you know, if you're trying to like, I don't know, grow as a person, it can feel very lonely at times. And so I think YouTube was my outlet to not feel like I was by myself on this journey of trying to get fit and trying to save my life, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and then it went, I don't know how, I don't know why. So now it's just massive, so. Yeah, I just went, I went from having like 100 subscribers. Next thing I knew, I had like 10,000. I was like, um, hi, hey, what's up, hello. Like, um, and it was just the most rewarding feeling to feel like, I, I don't know. I lived in a city by myself. I, st- I still do. And I don't have lots of friends. And so to have people there who are constantly there to chat to or support you and tell you that you're doing okay and they're grateful for you, it, it's amazing. And it kept me going and it made me want to yeah. continue posting. Mm-hmm. And now it's just the thing that brings me happiness is knowing that you can connect with people yeah. who are on the same journey as you. Yeah. So the 
what is the plan for Jane Jocelyn, the social media person this year? What What's your aims? Are you you're looking to go into online coaching, bringing out merchandise? What is What is the plan for you? Do you know what social media is one of those fickle things because you know you you. You know, you're not in control of it. You know what I mean? Like what even is Instagram these days? I don't know. I think the thing that you can just, people need to do is just always try and do the things that make them happy. And for me, that's, you know, going to the gym, it's competing, it's connecting with people. Um, So I just want to keep on doing that for 2019. Like my big goal is to get my pro card by November. Um, I was about to ask that. So (laughs) for competing then. What are you, when are you starting prep soon or is it, are you going to wait towards the end of the season? They all kind of, everything kind of goes hand in hand. So at the moment I'm currently like off season. I'm trying to build um, as much muscle as I can, obviously, because I need to for my angle. So at, at the moment, I just want to share this part of my journey on YouTube and on Instagram and, you know, maybe connect with more people who are also on that journey. Um, I'm really fortunate that through social media and YouTube and stuff, I've been able to have people reach out to me for coaching and stuff. So my job is an online coach. I also coach people in person in my local area. And then obviously YouTube and Instagram is a job in itself. So um, for me and like that side of life, I just want to continue helping people. And that's through online coaching, through YouTube videos, and then through personal training. But for my own little competing journey, I am off-seasoning until maybe like April, May-ish time. And we'll see how my body responds. We'll see how much muscle you can pack onto a little frame. Um, And then I want to compete July, August, September, October. And in my head, I've won my pro card by November because I'm 25. Oh, in November. Oh, I'm so old. Yeah, I know. I've got such a big... 25 in November, but the reason I've set myself the goal of November is because I did a show this November just gone, and I don't know why, but for whatever reason, that show really stuck in my heart, and it really just showed me how passionate I was and how determined and how how much sacrifice and stuff I put into my bikini prep last year. It was just that kind of pinnacle moment of 2018 where I knew I was on the right track, and I, I knew... I was doing it for me and the the thing was it was my birthday on that show I was in Romania in a place I'd never been I I went by myself you know what I mean and yeah. I just realized like I'm doing this for me and the only person who's going to do something for you is you and you have to put in that work and I had put in the work I'd flown to Romania it was my birthday I was competing in a show for no one else but myself and so for whatever reason that show really stuck with me in my heart and so now my goal for 2019 is to have won my pro card by that show yeah and well, that'd be amazing yeah. if it was on that show it would just be how amazing you know, would that be you know what? the only person who's going to make that happen is me right yeah. and so I think what people need to do is they need to think about their what they want to achieve and realize that you have the power to do that. You know what, it might not happen for me. I might not win my pro credit at the show, but if I don't work towards it, I'm never gonna get it. And also you have to- Believe. Just, yeah, you have to believe and you have to say things with confidence and, and like, you know, say it out loud because if you don't, like, I don't know, I just think you need to manifest this stuff. Yeah. Wow, so I didn't want to keep you too long because you're very busy mogul, but can you, if some, if you could, I what do I want to say? 
if you could leave me on one thing, what in your life would you do again? What would you change? Or would you keep everything the same? Are you glad you had an eating disorder? You've come back. If you could get rid of that eating disorder or never have it, would you? Or is it worked out okay for you in the end? I always, like, I would always say I would never change. Like, I would never, I would never ever not have the eating disorder because it taught me so much about myself it taught me how to be a strong person it taught me anything is it taught me anything is possible it taught me how to love my body and it it showed me where I never want to be so I would never take it away um because I wouldn't be who I am without it and I wouldn't ha- want to help people I think if I never had you know what I mean because I've yeah. been there I don't want other people to be there, which makes me so passionate about helping other people and like my online clients and, and things like that, because I want everyone to love their body and love themselves the way I do now. And the one thing I would change though, is I wish I started gymming when I was your age. Oh my God. You know, oh, that's the one thing I do regret so much because it's not really a regret, but it's, you know, one of those things that, you know, you're so fortunate if you are younger, that you have such an advantage because you're going to have, oh, you're going to, you personally are going to have such an amazing competitive career in this life because you're looking after your body and your health at a young age and you're going to be so strong and fit. Like you're, oh, I'm just, I'm so excited for young people wanting to get fit, honestly. But if you are a little bit older, you're never too late to start either. One of my favorite bikini competitors didn't start until she was 29 and she's been to the Olympia multiple times. She's top five at the Olympia. Like, and she didn't start until she was 29, which shows me, you know, you're never too late. You're never ever too late to start. I know some competitors and athletes that are moms, dads, you know what I mean? And they're in the best shape of their lives. I just want to say, so thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I know that a lot of girls can relate to you and you're, doing a lot of good things to help people so thank you so much jade for coming on can you share oh your God. socials where people can follow you if they don't already oh well yeah thank you so much and you keep on doing you because honestly you. you're gonna change so many people's lives and you're just just yeah i think anyone listening like do you because you never know who you're gonna help but if you do want to find me and um, join my own little crazy journey with me my instagram and youtube is just jade jocelyn i share fitness i share food i share the good times the bad times we we just have a good time anyway yeah. <laughs> but i would love to i'd love to have people um who are on the same journey as me connect with me um because i think yeah share share your journey with other people because it, why do something alone when you can do it with others you know what i mean yeah so thank you again Oh, thank you for having me. So, Jade, thank yeah. thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. And if you, in the future, once you start competing and once you get that pro card, I would love to have you back on to talk about like getting just actually just go into more depth about how you prep and what everything, the stage, the show, the tan, everything. If you you fancy doing that. Let's do it. We're going to hold each other accountable. We're going to because I'll have Yeah, let's do it. We'll do a Jess yes. Frankie update, shall we? Part two. Part two Absolutely yeah. love that. Let's do it. <laughs> so um, I hope to see you soon. I'm sure I'll see you at Body Power and I'll come up and say hello and thank you in person. But if you ever come down towards Birmingham, let me know. We'll have a session. 100%. Actually, when you're finished, are you going to the bikini um, compact event? I am, yeah, are you? 
See you next week, hon. No, I'm so <laughs> so cool. I'll know somebody and that's the thing about competing and and you know you just get to meet so many people who love the same thing as you I know it's so I'm cool. looking forward it's to it amazing. I've had loads of girls message about it and it seems like it's going to be like a really like cl- like people are going to be you know not not we should get, we should get be nice. yeah oh, and that's the thing about I've never had really bitchy girls that I, no. you know what I mean like it's just like everyone's there for them and the thing is with competing it's like even if you're mean backstage whatever like that's not going to change anything the work you put in has been over the past 16 12 weeks you know there's on the day it's like the work has been done so it's, it should be a positive thing but I think just a room full of bikini girls is like my dream yeah it's, I'm, I'm, I'm so, so excited. excited we can get a photo for yeah we can get a yeah definitely oh, yeah love love right. love love yeah that'd be great so thank you again and definitely have you on again in the 